Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy. Happy Thursday to you, June 2nd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call Roll here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob in the house. And intern Jacob running the board today. Wow. He's so all grown up. If anything doesn't work or doesn't sound good, we we know who whomst to, to blame. Houmst. Full house today. Whomst. How you doing, Roush? I'm doing well. Doing well. A little, uh, had to do some extra stretching this morning. Okay, everything was a little tight. I, I did the thing yesterday where I finally got my weed eater to work, and I was so terrified that it was just going to stop working um, that I just went as fast as I could, paid no mind to my back or anything. It's So it's, it's kind of wrecked. Um, but here's a question for our listeners. I have three gas cans. I know not all of them have mixed oil in it. How do I tell? Like, you don't. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I, And then what do I do with it? How do I empty out gas that is definitely old? And also, like, I have no idea what it could go to. Do I just throw it on a fire? Watch it burn? No, uh, seriously, I, I, have, I have questions. Well... Let's start by saying I wasn't paying attention to hardly any of that. Right. I was catching up on your back and forth with Lachlan last night because you said you body bagged him. You right. started you started our interaction this morning. We weren't on air yet, mm-hmm. and you were proud of yourself. And it's always fun to see Locke oh. know, catch a big fat L on Twitter. So <laughs> here I am scrolling over to Roush's Twitter page. You're talking about the Weed Eater Chronicles for the second straight day. I'm zoning out for sure. Oh, yeah. And I look over, and you you did. That's a good one. Yeah, I got him. And I'm, and I'm reading it, and I, I see Locke's reply, and he says, ah, got me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, Locke's being a good sport. Like, he's admitting, like, oh, that's a good one, Roush. But no, in classic Locke back in, in fashion, except you didn't because he doesn't actually schedule those games. They're signed to him. I mean, like, what a dork. That's the whole point. So I had to hit him with her, and he's getting ratioed to Bolivia, so I had to, yeah, hit, I had yeah. to hit him with a, a reply. Um. The the whole because we'll, we'll discuss that quite a bit today, but we're essentially Locke is still dying on the hill about strength of schedule or whatever it might be. 
That that was that was really hot in the streets last year, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Nobody gives a damn. Okay. Look at the stadium. Look at Cardinal Stadium last year. Not full. Look at Kroger Field. Full. Nobody gives a damn who you play. They only care that you're winning. Well, right? well, I mean, we're gonna talk scheduling. I don't. Maybe maybe we'll disagree on some of that stuff. But, but like, more people showed up to watch Louisville win nine and ten games in Conference USA than they're showing up to watch them win six and seven games uh, in the ACC. It is R. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty proven fact at this point. Your one extra game, it matters more down the road that you have a nine or a ten win season versus a six or seven or eight win season because. How much are you going to remember exactly which opponent you beat in that? You know, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You think about the nine and ten win seasons. You don't think about, uh, well, that year they got it easy because their cross divisional opponent was Ole Miss instead of uh, instead of Alabama. Like that's just stuff that doesn't come in your mind when you think about big seasons. True. You think about the record. I do. I don't. I didn't mean to dive headfirst four minutes into the show, into the scheduling, because we are going to talk about it. We got news from yesterday. There's a lot of really interesting dynamics to all this. I want to hear intern Jacob and Justin's thoughts on it as well. I, I, I sincerely did not mean to derail. Please, back to the weed eating. So good. I just really want to know what to do with my gas cans that I have no idea what's in them. you need to empty them. And into what, though? You can't just... Uh, it's the south end. Roush, how do you not know what's in each gas can? Like, how are you not labeling well, them with like a Sharpie like a normal human? Well, th- and that's the thing. Stuff is, happens, is I don't use, I don't have a gas lawnmower, so I never, u- like, somebody just gave me a gas can once, and I... You just trusted it was what it was. Well, and that, that's the thing. They get lost in the shuffle, you know? Uh, so I, th- it was certainly a mistake on my part. I had one, and I've been acquiring more, and naturally, now I just have no idea which is which. I think you just got to start over, buddy. Yep. Agreed. I know gas prices these days, that's not an easy thing to have to come it's, to grips it's with. It's also but... old gas, too, so it's probably not. Yeah. So, but what do I do with it, though? Uh, so what just... do you do with excess gasoline? It's a good question. Yeah. What's the what's the environmental answer? To Somebody that? probably knows the answer on the Thornton Stakes line. I say dump it on a fire sounds good. 414 yeah, that all burning gas. I mean, I guess that's what we do in our cars, technically. So, yeah, maybe that might be the pour gasoline into a new container through a coffee filter or two layers of thin clothes. Allow the filter to fully dry, then place it in the trash. If a small amount of water are present, add huh. isopropanol to isopropanol fu- alcohol. A fuel dryer. Okay, well. You do all that, buddy. So I'll, I would probably just so dump, make a big fire. Probably just dump her on out. <laughs> what about some concrete? And then wash it off with a hose. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Wash it off with a hose. That's got to pass the smell test. All right. Well, weed eating sucks. Hope you figure it out. If you don't, uh, oh well. we'll you're a smart it. guy. You're resourceful. Mm-hmm. Buddy, going to a wedding in Cancun. Flight got canceled. Wouldn't that suck? That would suck. Because I'm sure it's well, in the flights to Cancun, they're typically charters, as well, oh. like from Cincinnati or something. Oh, okay. Where it'll be a nonstop type deal. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So he they he says there may be one later today, but they have them scheduled for one tomorrow. But I think there's some like nasty weather going, like a uh, tropical storms and stuff in the Gulf of Mexico and whatnot. So that would uh, that would be a bummer on a like a really fun, exciting weekend going to Cancun for your buddy's wedding and then just 
Um, Record scratch. Maybe just a week, boring old weekend in Louisville. Not at your buddy's wedding. I talked to a guy at the hotel yesterday who was in Mexico and got trapped there for a couple extra days because of the hurricane. Oh. I was like, that's fun. Yeah, it's not the, that's not He the was not happy about it, though, which I was really confused about. Yeah, maybe, he wasn't, <laughs> maybe he wasn't at a good resort or not at a nice place. Did those storms wake anybody up last night? No. I heard them, but, it, I mean, it was more of a, like, oh, nice. There's a storm. I'm just going to keep sleeping, though. Yeah. Like, I, I woke hear me it. up for, like, an hour. They were crazy. They were. Oh my gosh! Really? I haven't. I haven't seen lightning and again. Totally hyperbole, but I. I can't remember the last time I've seen lightning like that. It was like our whole bedroom was just lit up all night because lightning, lightning, lightning. <laughs> and I've got the biggest paranoid baby dog in the world, so he used Freaks to not out. freak out about thunderstorms. It was just fireworks, and I always wondered how he could like differentiate between thunderstorm. But now it's now it's just whatever. Now it's basically in the summer when the sun goes down, he's terrified because he expects fireworks to go off somewhere in the neighborhood. And he's not wrong about them because idiots in our neighborhood just let fireworks off all the freaking time. I heard my first fireworks of the summer last night. But yeah, yeah, classic Wednesday night firework. That's the best time to you know June for well Kentucky's birthday. Maybe you make a pass on that one. But <laughs> June first, yeah. Yeah, so the dog was like he, oh my gosh. He is he does like whatever he can now to and he's a super athletic dog to get up outside our bedroom door so he can whine so he can get inside. But I like built basically a wall and he jumped over he got in like a pack and play and then jumped over it and nearly broke his I, we watched him because we were like, How is he getting up here? There's no way he's able to get over this. He did. He's a freak. So now he's just sleeping in our room permanently now. And um, when he gets scared, though, he'll jump up in the bed. Mm -hmm. He's got his own little bed at the floor. So, like, twice last night, I just, like, (laughs) and then he'll dig at the claws. It is actually kind of cute if I wasn't so angry and sleepy. But he'll, like, dig at the claws until the cover will come up. And then he'll go under there, (laughs) shoot under it, burrow under, and then he'll uh, usually cuddle up on next to mom. So. That's great. So not the best night's sleep, but those storms were wild. I don't think they caused a lot of damage or anything like that. So that's the good news. But, yeah, I'm good for you all sleeping through them. I don't know. Maybe southern Indiana was clear. I think Oldham County got hit pretty hard. You didn't wake you up, intern Jacob? How you doing this morning, buddy? Hanging in there. You got any hot takes in the oven for the show today? I got some stuff about the golf last night. Oh, oh well, okay. we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, want some money on that. That was nice. Did you hear you've been replaced on the Rutherford show? By a chick. <laughs> That's fair. Justin's face. Yeah, they've they've got uh, they got a new intern. Wow. And she supposedly is a great fit. They like her. She likes them. She's a U of L fan. She's a Blackhawks fan. And she's already talked more than intern Amber. Wow. The other woman intern that can that the big X Sports Radio has Guided, molded, taught. So yeah, that's some news in the Big X world. Not we have two interns after not having zero for about four years. <laughs> We've got two. Are you are you nervous at all running the board today, Jacob? Not really. I've you, been more nervous in my life. That's L- good. Like when? When's the most nervous you've ever been? Unless the story's like dark or scary or something. I don't know. I mean, you can't case. put me on the spot like that. I just know there's times. I can and I did. Can and I have to. Let me get back to you. Yeah, and how how do you not bring up that you were eighth region golfer of the year? What? How do you not bring that up? Like the Rutherford what show the knows more about you than we do, and I feel like we've given you more than enough airtime. You just tell us stories about Wheeler. I don't like to toot my own horn. <laughs> That's true. So you were eighth region golfer of the year. 
How did we do in state? Is that when you got too nervous? Is that the nervous? Nah. No, state. Ah, that was like a, you got the yips. Oh no! I didn't have the yips. I shot seventy-seven and played a hook all day in the pouring rain. Why would they do it in the pouring rain all day? Because they don't care. Huh, fair enough. So you were yeah. It was actually at Neville Mead. Oh yeah, they did the state golf tournament at regionals. Ne- oh okay. And I didn't make it to state. Oh, so oh wow. whoa! I was, I was, I was whoa. three shots off. So region player of the year doesn't make it to state. Hmm. <laughs> That's a bummer. I bet that I, stunk. But at least you got region player of the year, and that is the thing about golf state tournament is that like some of the best golfers that what just a bad weekend and it's that boom you don't it's similar to like basketball with the with the districts you could who was that team in lexington that lost their first district game and they were like the number one team in the state was, and just uh, like that boom see you later was it lafayette i think it was lafayette yeah. some it was, they were having like their dream season and this is what they've been building up for forever and oh, then districts and definitely boom. happened to me too we lost on a buzzer beater my freshman year had in like 25 win team we never won a district tournament game in my had been to three straight regional championships, never won a district tournament game. Once I got to sales, I basically cursed the sales basketball program. So you never even made it to the regional tournament. No, no. we lost on. Oh no, we lost on at least one. It was a buzzer beater, and then there was one where um, we had two guys on our team vandalize the school, uh, hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. Vandalized to sales. Yeah, because they uh, they didn't get to start on senior night. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, so what are those kind folks of up to these days? Yeah, good question. Good question. <laughs> on the straight and narrow, hopefully they did. They got up. Uh, they lit the basketball nets on fire and then had f- uh, used the fire hydrants to put it out and realized this is kind of cool. And then they just sprayed it all over the school. It was a whole mess. That was that was a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. Yeah, because that stuff, that fire hydrant. I mean, they did it everywhere. So it. So like computers, probably, and TVs, and. Yeah, yeah, and they messed up. They like did donuts on the baseball field or whatever too. It was a mess. And they promptly just got caught. Uh, they we had figured it out before they got caught, and that was when we played our district game. Oh <laughs> it was, my! It was really awkward. And instead of making two what? new fields, they made one big field. Baseball what? and football. A wild story. Mm-hmm. It was, it wild was a mess. story about Jay. We're learning a lot about the members of Kentucky Roll Call this morning. So, what you would need to be at a 74? Yeah. How many times do you think you've played Neville? 50? 100? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm sh- and and I bet you've probably hit 74 <laughs> yeah. most times. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So I usually I don't bet, play in the rain. I bet when you're playing, right, you're, right. you get to those holes that maybe you, that bugged you that round oh number one so it was a shotgun start so we didn't start on number one i don't know where i started but i got to one it was closer to the end of my round which if you described it i could tell you what number it was so par what par four you got those bunkers on the right it goes a little downhill and then back uphill and you does it have that waterfall the water no. fountain to the left no no okay number one Oh, it is so you, okay. I thought you said number one, yeah. but I didn't start on number one. Oh no, no, one, no, no, no! So. Like actually, when I got to number I one, I see. Oh, number one is easy. Oh yeah, but not when you're playing a hook and you snap hook one out of bounds. Oh, and you still make a bogey. Yeah, but still, that's. Just... I've seen some wild stuff on number one at Neville Mead. I've seen like two chip ins, which you know who has seen one chip in on a, a particular hole? Not many people. And uh, myself on a course that generally kicks my butt. Feel like I play number one about even. I've got a couple birdies on that hole. Do they still have the creepy kid statues at yes. that one team? Yes. God, what, what are, 
They're not creepy. They're oh, cute. they're very creepy. They're nice. They're gonna come to life and murder me the next time that I play that course. <laughs> Where I, I texted Dugan last night and said, "Hey, we gotta we gotta settle down a date for the Kentucky Roll Call Golf Scramble," and here's what we want to do. We want to ideally do it at a course and do the show seven to nine. People can arrive, hit the driving range, hit the putting, uh, get some putts in, check out the show. You know, we'll probably give away some Shady Rays or something. I got something about that, by the way. We'll probably give away some Shady Rays or something like that. And then once we get off the air, headsets off. Roush, me, Jacob hit the range. Justin picks everything up, left behind at the remote. He meets us on the number one tee box, and boom, we're ready to rock and roll. Wouldn't that be fun? It'd be a lot of fun. And then if we could... Plan it out far enough in advance, have it at a course that's accessible enough for everybody. I bet we could get a few teams out there, have some fun. Yeah. We had a few out there in very short notice when we did it. Was it yeah. last year or two years ago? Uh, it was last year. We had okay. four teams, I think. I think I have a place in mind. Well, we probably want it to be a place that maybe does some business with the radio station, ideally. Uh-huh. So I think we're going we're gonna to go through some of those options first. If it doesn't work out for some golf courses or places aren't interested, then I also have another place in mind that I think we've got maybe a connection to. And that's where you work. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. By the way, we're giving away a nice pair of Shady Rays. They're the, the unbelievable pair of shades. I got them right here. Polarized. I can see fish and water. They're awesome. I get compliments on them left and right. Look really sharp. And we just asked people to tweet out the podcast. First off, we got like three or four. Mm-hmm. And one of them wasn't even all that good. So congrats to the people that did it. You got basically a 33% chance of being able to win a free pair of Shady Rays. Disappointed in the podcast listeners. Yeah. We gave Not you a mad, chance. but I'm disappointed. And I think like the majority of the people that did it are just regular live listeners. Yeah. So we will be giving it to one of those folks, and I'll announce that a little bit later on the show. Do we stop giving podcast listeners a chance? I think we might have May to. May have to put them in a little bit of time out. I'm not sure. May that to. being said, if we're giving away Shady Rays, folks, you're going to want these. They're cool. And it's like a – it looks like a pair of much more expensive sunglasses, but they're not as expensive, but the quality is equal. Basically, Shady Rays has figured out that – Kind of reminds me of like the razor companies that are like, we don't need, they turns out they don't have to be that expensive. You don't need 17 blades. It turns out that you can make really nice sunglasses and not have to spend as much money on them. And you'll save even more money when you use promo code BIGX, 25% off, go to ShadyRays.com. All right. This has been a good, now we're, we're back to center. We're, we got into scheduling talk for mm-hmm. a second. We've been able to reset. Yep. We're cooking with a little bit of oil. A little bit of gas. Got some pleasantries out. Got to know some folks. Got to find out more about intern Jacob. Mm-hmm. And now we can roll up our sleeves and get in some sports talk radio. Yes. Last night, we got our yeah, – the SEC meetings, things were a little quiet yesterday, and I think that's because things were actually being done. It wasn't just the we're going to show up and do some talking. And – there were a couple noteworthy things. First and foremost, uh, we we had Mitch Barnhart show up on the Paul Feinbaum show. Um, and he admitted openly that I've got to tell my coaches, my, my, my coaches are mad at me over the nil stuff because I won't let them do, I won't let them go all willy-billy on them. It's like, Mitch, who gives a damn? Go all willy-billy. You're not going to get in trouble for it. 
It's annoying as hell. It's very frustrating. But I think the the con- as much as it might aggravate Mark Stoops that he's got Mitch Barnhart pumping the brakes on opening the nil floodgates while Tennessee yeah, while, while trying to compete with schools like Tennessee and Louisville. At least Mitch right now is is throwing him a bone because Kentucky is leading the charge, heading a coalition to keep the SEC at an eight-game schedule. Now, entering this these spring meetings, there was two options on the table. There was the three-six option where you went to nine games, you played three teams every single year, three rivals, and then you rotated between the other six. The other model was keeping it at eight, playing one rival, and then rotating the other seven teams. Both ways, you're playing most teams in conference in a two- or three-year span. Uh, every You would play every team in your conference within a four-year period. Home and away, yes, right? Correct. correct. So, Which is nice. I like I, I, I like that that's going to be the norm, or at least for some period of time, the norm. Correct. Uh, the, the one big positive I think that some saw, too, is like, well, you had another SEC game. That's going to be more lucrative for everybody. Kentucky does not want to go to nine games. Mark Stoops has made that abundantly clear. He's never been one guy to um, – like, like the reason why that he's not going to have some sort of press conference because the SEC reporters are, don't give a damn about what Mark Stoops has to think about big college football well, they issues. they suck it. And he also doesn't like to talk about him. Like, that's, if, that's he, if we get him in a presser and we're asking him about transfer portal rules, he'll say, well, you know, that's above my pay grade. The, with one exception, whenever he's asked about – Going from eight to nine games, he is adamantly opposed to it. Especially after they had to play, was it nine SEC games back during the COVID year? Ten. Ten, yeah. Very against it. (laughs) Very against it. So, what Mitch Barnhart has done is under the guise of, you know, we want to preserve our ACC rivalry with Louisville. It's done a good job helping us out. This is how we're going to keep it. But what they're doing is... Like Alabama, they don't care. The the powers that be in the SEC, they don't care so much that Clemson's playing South Carolina or that Georgia's playing Georgia Tech the last weekend in November. What they care about is being in the college football playoff. And all, the alliance ruined it for everybody. You can have a lot more fun with this if you knew what the future of the playoff is. The playoff's contract expires in 2025. That's when Texas and Oklahoma are coming over. And as Nick Saban said, all these other conferences, Pac-12 is going to go back to eight. Big 12 is going to be at eight. ACC is going to stay at eight. Big 10 is the only one at nine right now, I think, that's going to stay at nine for the foreseeable future. Nick Saban's words were, if we go to nine, we're going to play five top 15 teams. And it's not just us. Like Pretty much everybody's going to be playing five top 15 teams. We'll get our rivals, and that'll be nice. We'll get our secondary rivals. But we're going to be playing a much more difficult schedule. What's everybody else going to play? You could have a scenario where, uh, you know, two lost SEC teams, the best team in the country, but they can't go to the playoff because you've got undefeated teams elsewhere. Just the nature of the schedule, the way it bounces. So they're using the playoff as a card to try to convince them, well, maybe let's not jump into nine so fast. Okay. I, 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 it doesn't make total sense to me, the logic, but I can at least see where they're going with it. 
what doesn't make a ton of sense, though, is UK's angle of, and and it's kind of what Locke was saying. There's some truth to it, but nine SEC games, Louisville makes ten, two cupcakes. You could do that. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. So when Mitch is talking about the ACC rivalry game at the end of the season, I don't, I don't see how the follow up isn't. Well, how could that? U of L not be the tenth game, and then boom, two two cupcakes there. You're missing out on one cupcake. Is that is is this what it's all about? The one cupcake? That should be a follow up question to Mitch Barnhart. In which case, he'd probably give you some long political answer. But they just don't want to play. Bore to sleep. They just don't want to play ten Power Five teams in a year. And they need to just say that. They don't stop bringing up the Louisville game as if that is is a bargaining chip. Well, you know, if we go that, we may have to lose that. But, Why? And that's, you know, it doesn't need to be. But if they go to nine, they'll get rid of the Louisville game before they play that, ten games. And that's dumb. That's a mistake. But that's what's going to happen, though. And that and that's I know. And that, that well, then that's and then people UK gonna, will need to get criticized for that. And, and we, I will, I will do my part if that's the case. But I get it. If you don't want to go to, you should just come out and say that. Say, listen. This is the best football league. These people are inches away from the NFL. They're they're basically hitting machines. These are these are 240 50 pound dudes that are running 4 5 speed and they can kill people. We don't need to have more of this collision going on. If we can get one where you can get some of the younger guys in, the more breaks for these kids, the better. If they really want to do, if they really want to disguise the fact that they just want to win more football games, mm-hmm. go to the player health angle of it. Yeah, and but I think though that people don't sounds bad. People don't care about that as much, but they care about getting to the playoff, which I, I appreciate this angle from them. Well, then, Th- that's then why just, I think it's then creative. No shame, just go full out and just say we want more wins. And if we're playing more conference games, you know they kind of did touch on the five top fifteen team sort of deal with it. But stop, stop doing excuses. Instead, just come out what you really want to say. Yeah, yeah, is. but you, you, yeah, it's politics, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, because this is what we're at. We're at a, uh, we're playing politics, and we all know. Like, you're right, TJ. Everybody knows that you can still play the Louisville game if you go to nine. They're using this as their public thing, but everybody knows out loud what they really mean, and that's yeah. K- then you should, schools ever, like Kentucky, who have had a lot of success. With their own scheduling model right now, while the East has been weaker and Louisville's been down, they'd like to keep it that way. They'd like to keep it that way. and Understandably so. Just just come out and say what you need to say. Now, what do we do we agree with UK? Do we, do we still only want it to be eight games, or do we want it to be nine games? I do think it's going to come to nine games at some point. I think it will at some point, too. I, I think part of... There is part of me, though, that does believe that it would be wise to inch your way to that because that it's easier to expand to nine than to go to nine and then come back to eight because eight does look a little chicken bleep, you know? Um, but to start with eight with Texas and Oklahoma and kind of see where things kind of feel them out a little bit doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, that doesn't sound. What do you, what do you boys over there think? I just don't know why you would need to wait for that. I mean, if we talked last week about it, if it's all about revenue, 
and you just go ahead and move up to the nine games. Well, and then I mean, because that revenue is gonna it's gonna help Kentucky too. I mean, it's not just helping certain teams in the conference; it's helping every team in the conference. But why they would wait is because of the college football playoff. We might get to twenty twenty five, and the SEC says, "Uh, you know what? We're just only gonna play SEC teams. Do our own playoff. See you later." I doubt it, but they're threatening that. If there's yeah. any conference that would do it, it'd be the SEC. Yeah, but the SEC, I I think you'd need to add. They would need to add a couple more teams before they'd feel confident doing that. Because if you have Alabama win a national championship and the SEC national championship, and then Ohio State wins the remainder championship, which would feature you know the Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, the Alliance championship, I guess is ultimately what it'd be. Mm-hmm. Who who's satisfied with both those teams claiming themselves national champions? Neither one. Nobody. Yeah, it goes back to the old uh, so it, split titles with AP and all that. It, but but I, they they would find ways. But to you answer your question, Justin. That. Though that that's the argument that Mitch is bringing up that is really appealing to SEC folks because they're still pissed off at the Alliance for letting the playoff talks go to crap. I don't care if. It's eight or nine games, really. I think ultimately it's going to be nine, so you may as well rip off the Band-Aid and find a way to make it work. But the reason I hope UK can persuade enough teams or they can carry enough weight to keep it at – I just – I like the 7-1 modeling schedule a lot better than the 6-3. I And there are a lot of people guessing what the 6-3 model would look like, and most of them pretty favorable to Kentucky. I think the least favorable one I've seen was – UK, Georgia, Florida, or UK, Tennessee, Vandy, and Florida, which you'd have Tennessee and Florida every year, but you'd get Vandy every year. And even if that was, that's the hardest one that I've seen. And if that's what UK would be locked into, that's not all that bad. I've seen one that has UK locked into Tennessee, Vandy, and Missouri. That would be a dream come true. But everybody's just guessing and they're just predictions. But I also think when you're going to do the 6 3 modeling, which, again, if you're confused by all these numbers and whatnot, 6-3 is for their nine-game scheduling model. Roush mentioned it earlier. You'd mm-hmm. have three locked opponents, and then it'd rotate between the other six every year. You'd get new ones. Teams are just going to get hosed in the 6-3. Teams are going to get locked in. To re- We've seen Tennessee hasn't had 10 wins since 2007, Roush. How much mm. is that also with Alabama being their cross opponent and Alabama being absolutely and totally dominant? Oh, a big part of it. So teams are going to get hosed. Do I care if Tennessee gets hosed with scheduling? No, I prefer it. Do I care if Georgia does? Absolutely not. Bring it. Have the Bulldogs have the toughest schedule possible. But do I care if UK were to get hosed? Yes. Do I want to roll the dice on three locked opponents that could be locked for who knows how long, possibly? If maybe Oklahoma and Texas join and, and UK's three opponents don't get touched. Other teams do, but maybe they don't. Where if it's just one opponent, one I don't. I think Kentucky would get Tennessee, Vandy, South Carolina. I think worst case maybe Florida. That'd be manageable. They probably wouldn't get Georgia. They wouldn't get Alabama. You could pretty much overcome anything else there. I think you get less teams getting hosed with just the one. So that's why I prefer eight games. I don't really. I prefer the seven-one model. I don't care how many games they end up playing. But since I prefer that model than the three locked opponents, I guess I'm an eight-schedule kind of guy. I guess I'm on Team Kentucky here. But I don't really care, and I think UK should not make up excuses and sound like babies for the rationale. Just come out and say what you say what you mean, mean what you say. Let's go to break number one, hour number one. 
This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and... Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. Roush. Oh, potheads. What an adorable... <laughs> what an adorable bunch of people. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. KRC goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. And you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Leave a rating and review. We always like that. We always appreciate it. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and our intern, Intern Jacob from Oldham County. Happy to have everybody in studio today. Thursday, short mm-hmm. weeks are just the best. Oh, man. No doubt about it, Roush. Sometime in our lifetime, a four week work schedule will be the norm yeah i think so too and maybe even sooner rather than later we've got um we've got a big thursday too a lot on the slate um nba finals start tonight uh beforehand i'm i'm I'm, before we talk to that though i want to plug today they're racing the tim groff cup at uh, churchill downs and it's named after my friend's uh, late brother firefighter who passed away in the line of duty and the race isn't a horse race. It's a people race around the turf track at Churchill Downs, which is just, I mean, that's so how far, how far are they? How far do they run? It, uh, I mean, whatever a lap around the turf track is, it's probably just under a mile or maybe right at three a mile. Three quarters. Is, is it three quarters? It's either three quarters or. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a full mile. Yeah. No. yeah I think uh, it's three quarters. Track. Yeah. Um, so they'll do that. That'll be a lot of fun. That's at 8, and it's going to be 78 degrees this evening after it rains this afternoon. That's what they're calling for. So the are forecast. these people like serious runners, or is it like a goof? Uh, it's like other firefighters and stuff. It's to raise money for YMCA Safe Place. But I'm sure there's people that are good runners. Yeah. Like the guy who won it last year actually went to grade school with my brother, and he's like an ultra marathoner. Okay. Um, the way they described it, uh, I saw a wave story that they did on it last year. Uh, it's basically doing not high knees for a mile <laughs> because the grass is so yeah thick and high. Goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. But you don't think about it being – because on TV, you see the horses run on it. It looks like it's nothing. But no, apparently that grass. Are you going to be there? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Very excited. That should be a good time. Yeah. We'll keep us updated. Hence we'll the hat. It is going to be amazing oh, yeah. weather, Got at least the from a, a temperature. Why you don't you know you don't get you don't get highs. What is it going to be today? Seventy eight, eighty, seventy seven. Yeah, June second, the high seventy seven. Probably yeah. humid as hell with that rain last night. But by the way, worst three month stretch of the year has started. We're in it. Disagree. It's not. It's not an opinion. It's fact. So that's a bummer. Yeah, it's, a, just, well, it's opinion. It's a fact. Well, and worst it's part fact. is too is um, we could have the World Cup, but we got cucked from it by the mm-hmm. damn by weather cutters by summer by corruption. summer summer strikes again as sucking. 
Justin, name a worst three-month stretch of the Easy. year. Easy. No question. All right, let's hear it. No question. November, I'm, December, January. Oh, so Thanksgiving, yeah, Christmas, the, NFL playoffs. Bowl game worst season, take in the history of NFL. America. What, what, boo! Living. Boo! This is out of control. This is out of control. Living in this area, you can't golf those three months. Yeah, first off, And false, you all know that's the false, one thing that makes me happy. False. I, I golfed. And there's more. Like, everything doesn't come back to when you can golf or yes, not. You does. can hardly golf yes, in does. June, July, and August unless you get out at 7 I'm, or 8 a.m. I'm not a pansy, so I'll go out at 1 in you're the afternoon a, and sweat my butt off and be okay. A, you're not a pansy. Give me a break. I mean, my calves are pansies, but I'm not. Hey, by the way, my calves were not sore after I played uh, wow. that hilly course the other day. That's awesome. Crazy. Did you walk it? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that would probably be the worst course in Louisville to walk. Is it in Louisville? Uh, Old oh. County. Oh. The, the one I played. Neville Mead. Yeah, Neville talked, Mead. We yeah. already talked about it. Yeah. I've walked Neville Mead. It's not. No. Oh. There's worse. And sure. you weren't sore as all get out? I mean, for starters, Harmony Landing's worse. Jacob, you could confirm that. Mm, I've never played there. Harmony isn't. I mean, it's hilly. Oldham County is just hilly. But Harmony, my biggest issue with Harmony is you're, you'll, all right, here's the green. Next tee box, two miles away. That's very true. That's my biggest issue with Harmony. You go on like five minute cart rides in between hills. It re- that's like the biggest, you know. Again, some of the hills are just a huge pain in the butt, but hills are hills, whatever. It's more of just like the wait. I've got a five minute walk before I tee off again. This is ridiculous. And if it's your first time playing it, there's no cart paths out there. No cart paths. So you, you honestly don't know where you're going. You get lost all the time. Yeah. I mean, I've played out there a handful of times, dozen times, and I still sometimes I'm like, am I left or right? Especially where that little like bathroom thing is in the middle of the course. Yeah. Then you get all turned around at that point. You oh, have yeah. No idea where to go. Totally topical reference that only probably six people listening have any idea of what we're <laughs> referencing. Uh, no, I mean, obviously Thanksgiving's amazing, Justin. Christmas is amazing. And then while New Year's is an overrated holiday and the January mostly kind of stinks, you still get college football playoffs. You get NFL playoffs. You oh, get NFL playoffs games. are so great. It's chilly season. So. Sorry. Well, no, I mean, here's my thing, too. It, it it revolves around more than just golf. Like, college basketball, obviously my favorite. That starts in November. But really, when does college basketball get good? February, March is when it's really, like, ramping up and you're pumped about it. So those months are outside of November, December, January. What do, I mean, what, what do you really get in January? Like, I would trade Thanksgiving for Fourth of July – no. That may sound ludicrous, but I love 4th of July. Yeah, um, Chris, yeah, I like the spirit of 4th of July better, but yeah. I think most folks have H- more fun on H- their Thanksgiving. Hung up some, uh, I don't know. That's a, that's, that's, a good, that's a good question. Hung up some American flag like bunting on my house yesterday to get in the, to get old festive Just December. after Memorial Day. Nice. Yeah. And if I cut off at November, of you July. still get – Five days earlier. You still get Halloween. You do get Halloween. Here's the—I mean, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, Justin, you just can't convince anybody. The the correct. If somebody wanted to try to challenge it, you'd go January, February, March. But like, sorry, March March Madness. Madness. Yeah. But at the end of the day, June, July, and August just suck. And just because you like being able to golf, which you can do in May, in April, I just like being hot. Period. Yeah, you're the one weirdo who does like being hot. I'm the one weirdo that shouldn't live in this area. I should be somewhere tropical. Damn it. But you're, it doesn't get too much worse weather-wise here. That's true. Yeah, pretty damn humid for those months. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I will. Um, I will say though, Justin, I I do enjoy this. Like the first couple weeks of summer are still fun. Like the first change of the season, you jump in your pools and everything. It's just that after a while, it just wears on you. You're just sweating all the time. Mm-hmm. See, that's how I feel about winter time though. 
I, if, if like once I'm cold, I, I, I'm it it it's just exhausting after a while. I'm tired of being cold at some point. We've we've talked all about, but that's the thing about Louisville. It can be pretty pretty mild. You Louisville winters. I think like the last five winters we've had maybe one bad one where it was like in the twenties for multiple weeks on end. But most part, you'll get like a cold teen stretch for two or three days, and then it'll get back up in the third. There's nothing wrong with thirties. No, thirties. I can. I don't want if, anything to do with thirties. If, if the lows are in the thirties, if anybody complains, you just need to go on and get. Yeah. If the lows are in the thirties, now yep. if the highs are constantly in the thirties. Where are the lows at? In the low twenties, then you're talking a different animal. So there. I appreciate we've we've had this discussion, we different forms of it, quite a bit. Intern Jacob, seasons talk. He's at the so Jacob. I'll just tell you this much, buddy. When you become an adult, summers not as cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if adults still got off summers, I'd probably be singing a different tune. Yeah, because you just right, had three months to go do whatever the hell you wanted, go adventure, go. You get to intern with Kentucky Roll Call. Then, then it's a whole different ball game. But when you're an adult, it's all just the same, except hotter, and people are more frustrated, and there's more fights, and people get mad at each other, and then you get door slammed on your face during appraisals, and it's just a whole to do. So, Jacob, what do you think? If I was at school. I feel like it would be worse, because at school all I do is watch sports. Did you ever have a summer in Lexington? I'm guessing not. No. You had to do one, buddy. Yeah, you may have pretty... missed out. It was the most worthless time of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, just working. I wor- uh, during I, the day. I worked. Yeah, but but then, it was only to fund my booze and fast food. See, I always thought school was a joke in college because it is. I mean, journalism school at UK is incredibly easy and not very challenging. All that being said, though, you realize you actually do do a little schoolwork when you do nothing in the summers. You just had nothing to do. It was so much fun. I mean, you definitely felt like you were wasting time and you could be doing things more productive, but you also knew that it was probably going to be the last time you were ever going to get to do it. And Lexington in the summer, real treat. People aren't there. Traffic ain't bad. You can get to A to B without sitting for 20 minutes. So maybe think. About I have that, a buddy. I have a deeper stretch there. I got like August through March. That's that's probably my go to. What in terms of what? stretch of months that you like or dislike? Yeah, I mean, that you're, that I you're, like. you're almost just taking the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much college basketball or college football to the end of college basketball. Yeah. I will say my favorite three month period is March, April, May. That's funny. You have the best three-month period fade off into the worst three-month period. But I will say, Justin, while it is factual, the worst three-month, we, we could be – it's subjective, the favorite three months. I could hear a case for, like, September, October, November, or – See, I'm sitting here thinking my favorite three months come after yours. I'm, I'm a July, August, September guy. Yeah. Can't do mm. that one. We've really gotten can't do that one. Weird, uh... <laughs> yeah, just weather talk. All right, well, we do have a lot to get to though, so maybe not the best day for yeah. it. Because while we were talking with Mitch Barnhart in SEC Media Days, Mitch take a little bit of a shot. People are way overreacting to this. Taking a shot. Yes, his quotes about well, we've got some coaches that want to be all fast no, no, that's that's fast and loose. I, I alluded to it earlier. Loose that's just fast. Mitch. I I don't think it. It's a shot at the coaches um, as much as it's a shot at – he's admitting he sucks at nil and is being a little chicken bleep about it. Here's the quote. 
I think sometimes there have been frustrations with our coaches of our coaches who want us to move a little quicker. We've been cautious because we've tried to be steady in choppy waters. Top button Bonhart. I appreciate his honesty. I really do. Yeah. Well, we can poke fun at him and we can totally disagree with him and we will probably do those things. I can at least appreciate the honesty in this regard instead of his scheduling talk about, well, we want to play Louisville. At least now he's, I mean, he's pretty clear that he is going to be hesitant when everything comes with nil. He just is. And it's a, I don't think that that's a terrible take that, hey, we want to kind of wait and see what's going on with all this. And I definitely don't think it's this huge rift that, like, Cal hates Barnhart. Stoops hates Barnhart. Look yeah. at look at this. These are adults that have difference of opinions. Yeah. And I think they handle them maturely, most of the time professionally. And I think they also realize the power of media in their regards. So I don't think there's a huge rift here. I don't think there's a big fight between them. I think you have some coaches that are frustrated because their rivals are doing this, that. Yes. And they don't have the green light from UK. They're very frustrated. With and I that. think UK is waiting to try to figure out when they can give them the green light or if they can ever give them the green light for this stuff. But I've agreed with the takes that are out there, Roush, that UK is not the hall monitor on this. You follow what the NCAA rules say. Mm-hmm. And if they don't touch on a certain area or there's a gray area and you've got 75, 80% of the rest of college sports. Operating in that gray area, Kentucky needs to be living there. Yep. And, and it um, seems like Mitch is almost saying, like, we're no. just going to be super cautious with He's, this. Yeah, and it's frustrating. Unbutton that top button. Especially when, like, you don't have to be as liberal as Tennessee and Louisville have been on the football recruiting front. You, you don't have to, you don't have to take it to that degree. Agreed. But you shouldn't put yourself at a dis, like, at a extreme disadvantage. Now, I, I, I don't know how far behind the eight ball they are, but these college football coaches, they want the best of everything. They don't want to have any disadvantages at all. So I, I, I don't know. Th- that, that's the part of the gap is I think there's a way to still do nil, help your players, and, and have that to be able to appease Mitch Barnhart to agree. You know what I mean, TJ? Like you don't need I I think you can be successful in recruiting with Nil without going the Tennessee route, but I just don't know what that is. I it's sad to me that somebody in the athletics department or and I and I hope the balance of powers in UK athletics is healthy and what I mean by that is Mitch seems to really be dragging his feet on Nil. And I don't think Kentucky is like super far behind or we're, I mean, look at the recruiting classes. Kentucky's doing fine recruiting. Look at the people on campus with their nil endeavors. They're making money. So I don't, I don't think that like Mitch is completely stopping this. I think he's just operating very safely. But that's between Mitch, somebody needed to tell you that college, that your college athletics is dead. Yep. There's no Lazarus here. It's not coming back either. It's gone. What you envision, you and Mark Emmert, which are birds of a feather, what you all envision as college athletics is is never coming back. And Roush, it's what we grew up with. Justin Jacob, it's what we all grew up with. 
you your benefits were a free college education, which are incredibly expensive, and you get all the perks with, that come with it. You'll get clothes, you'll get books, you'll get food, you'll get dorm, you'll get travel, you'll get expenses, you'll get stipends. That's what we grew up with as the perks of a college athlete. No more, though. Now they can be millionaires while going to class. And I think the majority of the population is totally okay with it. UK's athletic director needs to be in the majority of the population. I don't know. Like, it's, it's wild to say that. We don't need UK's athletic yeah. director preserving the old guard that's dead, and it's never coming back. And, you know, I mentioned this with Cal about, like, you know, it's, you're kind of starting to see maybe, like, how an old brain works a little bit. He thinks the bells and whistles of Big Blue Madness are what people care. You right, know, like, yeah. while it, with Mitch, we've seen it for – we. I mean, we've seen it for a while – He's incredibly conservative. Mm-hmm. But I think with the beer stuff, which is, uh, while I make a big stink about it, and I think some people get annoyed hearing me make a big stink about it, I'm all right with that. I still just can't wrap my head around the fact in 2022, UK admittedly it lets rich people drink at games, but has just flat out blatantly <laughs> say that we don't trust you goobers drinking. Mm. And we all just him and haul and say howdy doody because UK athletics is good and we don't have an issue with it. But that's a real thing that is still ongoing within the University of Kentucky is that they let the rich people drink and they don't. So I'm so I'm, I've been ready for a change with Mitch. It's been such a weird. I don't think you'll ever have m- people with a similar sentiment to a UK athletics employee. Right, where somebody that can it's be like, so successful but yet so frustrating. You're happy at the same with time. what they've done for the most yeah. part, but you're just want you want them out. <laughs> it's so weird. And I do. I want Mitch Barnhart out. I'm ready for a new era of UK athletics. And I thank him for everything that he's done. Build a statue of him. Name something out of him. Uh, fine. He's done a great job. It's this is a new era. And you got to have somebody that's ready to hit the ground running and not somebody that's going to try to lay down the old NCAA law because that's gone, and people aren't doing that anymore. And you know what? Maybe the NCAA will come down on U of L and Tennessee and A&M, and they'll say, you guys aren't going – you can't go bowling for five years. We're going to be super harsh about this. And maybe we'll all be kissing Mitch Barnhart's feet for being super cautious <laughs> with this. I doubt that's going to happen. It ain't going to happen. No. It's not going to – NCAA is not going to do squat. We'll say, uh, don't we have – isn't Louisville's hearing next week? Oh, we, we need to talk some U of L in yeah. hour number two. We got a lot of news in that regard. A lot of news. And also, Mitch, I know you got meetings and whatnot, but like, no need to wait too long on the Nick Mingione. You're making me a little nervous. Oh, he's definitely keeping him. Like, you no got, doubt, in my mind. You got it. You know, it, I get it. You don't. You don't have to rush through the season. Just technically ended what on Monday. You found out you were in the tournament. You could take maybe a week. Right, especially it, because he he has been down there since Tuesday. If it's say. next, if it's June 9th and Nick Mingione's still the head baseball coach at UK, then Roush, you may be right, and I will not be. Oh man, yeah. But I, I hope that like people, the the big donors, the UK athletics board, Roush. I hope that Mitch doesn't feel totally comfortable. Like I just hope every I hope the balance of powers at UK is healthy if if it if if it comes to be. And I think everybody kind of knows what I'm talking about. Hmm. Let's go to our hour break. 
Go to hour number two next. next yeah. Take a we'll little. Get back to the Thornton's text line. Got to do that. Talk some cards. We got to talk U of L. We got to talk UK basketball. I think probably a little bit more. Oh, UK the football. Bahamas trip. And yes, <laughs> it's set. It's better in the Bahamas. Uh, classic KRC curse. They have it set. We'll come back. We'll talk about that as well. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob. We'll be back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Two? Oh, somebody forget to turn on the microphone over there. Is that the, in, is that the intern? We'll, we'll blame it on him, yeah. I so swear, intern. intern Jacob I'm coming working, for Justin. I'm working. Coming for Justin's it's, job. It's honestly, it's it's the when it comes to running the board and producing a show, it's all about pacing and like setting yourself up for success by being efficient. And that it takes a while for that to happen when you when you first start running the board. You gotta get into the rhythm. Yeah, the exactly. rhythm and the groove. That's all. Feel the rhythm and the bean and the Gloria Stefan. Oh yeah. If you ever get a chance to see her get up play about herself and how great she is, definitely get that. Take that opportunity to do just that. If you have the opportunity to go to Salsaritas, you'd be a fool to miss it, to not take it up, to pass on it. Right, because it's delicious. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that. Especially at lunchtime, you don't want to feel bogged down by just gross processed food. No, you're getting fresh Mexican food, whether it's the steak. I'm, I'm a big steak guy, Jacob. you got to try the steak uh, with the spicy salsa, guacamole, and queso. I, you can do it big at Salsaritas. Seems like a lot. Uh, you can be extra at Salsaritas. And it, it doesn't matter because you've got wildly addictive chips to help scarf it both down at either one of their two locations. One in Middletown on Shelby mm-hmm. Road and one in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane. Just download the app before you go because you're going to save money. There's there's no way around it. Yep, you will. And then they'll send you offers and you'll realize like, oh my gosh. And then you'll go there the next time and they'll be like, oh, you've already scanned three blah, blah, blah. You got $6 off. You don't know how it works. It's a mystery, but you save money and everybody enjoys it. Intern Jacob, you seem to enjoy the golf match last night between... Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady versus Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I didn't catch all of it, but I caught like the last seven holes. I won like $65 on it. Uh, DraftKings had a prop, or they were based, they, I don't know, they were trying to get me to bet that Rodgers and Brady would score the first point in the match. And I was like, okay, I think they're better. I'm, I'll do that. And then I bet on the, the winner. The first two. And obviously I had to go with Rodgers and and. And Brady, if I was going to bet on the winner, even though the juice was suggesting to go Mahomes and Allen, I won. They won. The old guys, they're going to be better at golf. Aaron Rodgers is the man. He is a good golfer, for reals. The one in Wyoming was the best one. When uh, The views of that one. And he was good in that one, too. Does he still have the, the mullet? 
Yeah, he's got a little ponytail sort of thing going on there. The little ponytail coming out of the back of the hat. He, Great look. Uh, wa- Great you know, look. Being able to walk in a putt is so cool, too, yeah. and then he does it on the last hole to clinch <laughs> it. That's a, a sweet move for old number 12. But, intern Jacob, what's your what's your take on this? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I watch golf on TV, I'm looking for some, like, stacked, like, good golf. And watching them play was just not – it was entertaining, but it just wasn't what I was used to, I guess. Oh, I enjoy watching bad golf. I liked it. Yeah. I, but I didn't watch all of it either, but what I did watch was more entertaining than I thought. That course looked amazing. It was cool seeing Vegas in the background. And how about Will Levis being in attendance? He got a one-on-one with Tom Brady. He got to talk with him. Oh, that I was pretty that. cool. Yeah, he put that on his Instagram, I think. But, yeah, he was there. I showed up late to it, which – Will Levis just lives a different he's, lifestyle. He's jet setting right now. He, he seems, Will's world, we're just living in. No kidding. Seems to just be living the life. Uh, needs to be a good quarterback, though. You know, keep hope he's still practicing. I could well, take any of them one on one. Any of those four that were wow. on last night. Well, any amount never, of holes. It's never going to happen. So any I guess course. An easy thing to say. And I'd give him a shot aside. <laughs> I don't know. Can we but make that happen? I, I bet Aaron Rodgers would beat you. You gotta also I'm a different remember, animal. You gotta got also remember, that though, that like these people are getting trained by the best trainers out there. They can golf and practice as much as they want. That's fine. But I love your confidence, and I'm excited to have you on the Big X Sports Radio team for the golf scramble. <laughs> I need this kind of I need this kind of confidence out there. <laughs> I'm not a great scramble player, but I'm a good teammate. I love scrambles. Who, oh, do, who doesn't? I'm, I love I'm them. good for morale. Um, yeah, you got to have morale people on because I'm things. bad at at the golf. Like I'm an okay golfer, Jacob, but I just don't hit it far. You need somebody that hits it far on a scramble. I'm not like super accurate with irons. That's always a good thing to have on a scramble. I'm a good I'm a good putter. Um, I'm a really good like hey, here's what the line is putt. It may not go in, but it's going to be darn close. Ooh, and, nothing worse than being that guy, the sacrificial lamb, and then just blasting it through the break. Sometimes putting the worst putter first is just the worst thing you can do because they have no idea how to hit it. You get no read on their line. Sometimes I like to just go up there and go first, and hey, here's what it looks like. Somebody better make it. So, Jacob, don't have any expectations for Roush. He is our Charles Barkley. We just bring him along so we all he feel better about our game. good ones. See, and Justin's he can just hit being a, few, a jerk. Yeah, he's being to... a jerk. At, at uh, Hunting Creek, Roush knocked the snot out of some balls. He outdrove yeah. some fairways. It's just, you know, he caught me out. Usually I'm good for a couple drives, uh, but I, I wasn't driving it well the, the day we played Bustin. And by the way, d- we played a separate time at Hidden Creek, and I did not play as poorly as you're making me out to be. Wow. That's, no, that is true. I forgot that we played. That, wow. that that solo wow. round, yeah. Really, no, you played pretty good that day. Yeah, for I sure. just really sucked at Seneca. Yeah, it was <laughs> not, really, not pretty. Yeah, you know, sometimes things get a little, they get a little haywire. If I can get an eight-year-old to, that's never picked up a club to hit it straight, I can get you to hit it straight, Raf. Wow. Whoa, what a. That's a compliment right there on yourself, buddy. Oh, well, I was just trying to give you some. I appreciate confidence. that. Um, if I can get off the tee, then then we're then we're cooking with gas. So maybe you'll straighten me out this summer. Everybody stay updated for the KRC scramble. We'll try to get a date. Mm -hmm. Ideally, maybe we could get something set in tomorrow, but most likely probably next week we'll get something circled and settled and ready to rock and roll. All right. Speaking of rocking and rolling, I was that's that was gonna be my segue to UL. The athletic director? Yeah, they got they got one. They are rocking and rolling with a new AD. That's the interim AD, Josh Hurd. 
You, when was the last time U of L hired an AD from outside? You mean Tom Jurich, Colorado Tom State. Tom Jurich in what, 1999, 2000? Sounds about right. 2001, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, so, still over 20 years since U of L has hired somebody outside. So there, there was a funny moment. Uh, Pat Forty broke the story last night, and uh, I somebody replied to Mangus saying, "Hey, it's uh, we needed somebody outside so that it doesn't feel like it's not going to divide the fan base while you all get all your access." And Ennis goes, "Access? What access?" And I'm like, "Dude, he gave ESPN Louisville the the contract." What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You. So that, that was a little inside business there. But um, from everything I've heard about that guy, seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. I don't have any sort of hot, spicy takes other than he did at least go away before coming back um, and did a stand-up job at Villanova. He got Kenny Payne. So yeah, my U of L friends are pretty split on it. I actually think majority of them aren't really like over the moon crazy about it, and I I, I don't know if it just comes from a Tom Jurich rift. They are Tom Jurich guys, but their sentiment is more that's you couldn't go like other ads wanted to come, other proven ads wanted to come to this job. Supposedly, I guess that's what U of L insider said. They had an amazing like. Thorough, most yeah. thorough, best candidates ever. And like you had a chance to go get somebody that's kind of a proven AD, has won games elsewhere, has built programs, blah, 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 and you didn't go get those people. So they're not, they weren't over the moon with well, it. But it, it's, it's it, like hiring an assistant basketball coach, though, because you don't know really how good they are. You're never going to be blown away. Um, but I do understand, though, the point of, hey, maybe we just get somebody new. In here, and we don't have some sort of Drich split thing going on, you know. Uval, since he's been taking over, has done well. Yeah, like they their nil has started to improve. Their football recruiting has improved. Uh, the Kenny Payne stuff's really weird. Maybe we don't have enough time to talk about it today. But like he is not. He's not, he's not gotten the players that I thought he would be getting up to this right, point. Right, right, He really swung and whiffed in the grad – or in the grad transfer, but in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, that's a nice addition. But the, if that's going to be your best addition, then it's not a good addition at all. Right. That was going to be like your third addition, I thought. Like that was going to be like your third best. You are going to get some guards, and then you got a big guy, and every – you know, it was going to be – he uh, – Uval fans are starting to be like, hmm, what's going on here? Did uh, that Missouri State kid ever end up going anywhere? I don't know if he has picked a school or not, but I don't think it's not going to be Louisville. Yeah, they're just not going to have guards. Very bizarre. I think U of L will probably end up getting that um, Ramey guy, Courtney Ramey from Texas. Yesterday, I saw that it was Duke or Duke wants Courtney Ramey. Didn't Courtney Ramey? Yeah. Commit to Louisville at one point, way back when. Yeah, yeah I, when th- I a, thought that he, sounded he familiar. He's not. He's not like an awesome player. I'm shocked that Duke would. I want saw him. Do- Doster tweeting that it was going to be Duke or somebody else, gotcha. uh, depending on well, Keels. Maybe. Well, maybe maybe it's not going to be U of L. And then I've heard Rutherford kick around Justin Powell. Has Justin Powell picked a place? Has Justin Powell played a basketball game? We need Justin Powell to end up U of L. That would be. I don't think he's picked yet. It oh, was yeah. du- Duke and Houston were his two options. For according, to Go- according to Goodman, and um, that's shocking. With Keels staying in the draft, like top five teams, then it might end up being Duke. 
That's crazy. How about Drew Timmy coming back to Gonzaga? Timmy! I was, I was surprised to see that. Yeah. I'm, I I'm really am. I'm surprised he just wouldn't be like, I'm going to go. I'm if over I'm, it. I'm going to play college basketball. If I'm going to – yeah, I thought he was done playing college basketball because he said he was. But if he was going to come back, I don't – like, wouldn't you want to go just somewhere, somewhere else, else yeah. just to experience life somewhere else? Outside of Spokane. Yeah. Like Kentucky, huh? Kentucky would have been fun. That was a fun what, week or something. The Timmy time. That was pretty fun. But I guess everything's kind of settled on who's staying and who's going. I think maybe there could be some transfer decisions still left to be determined. But, but in terms of uh, about who's gone from the draft and who's coming back. So you'll get like finalized list of, of that sort of stuff. Jules Bernard from UCLA. Kentucky plays UCLA. He stayed in the draft. So that hurts the Bruins a little bit. There was the Grandison kid from Illinois that hopped in the portal and He's recruited by Chin, and people are like, oh. Yeah. Kentucky, Tim Scholarship players, that's a potential Jacob Granderson from Illinois. Shots. He made six threes against Michigan State in the game last year. Uh, I think he was a 41, 42% three-point shooter. And if you're wondering why he didn't play more, apparently he's got boo-boo syndrome or, you know, he's hurt all the time. Yeah, if if Kentucky wants to bring him in, I'd, I'd love it because it would be like a ninth man sort of deal. But, again – if people get hurt, ninth man. if you have a situation similar to this past season for UK, if you could say, hey, we got a 41% person, a player on our team that's played college basketball for four or five years, it'd be an amazing luxury to have. And it'd be just that, a luxury. So I'm all for it. Bring it on if you can make it happen. There's some connections there as well, so you never know. Maybe the Cats just aren't finished just yet. Gosh, there's so much stuff I've written down from just even yesterday's show that we didn't get to. Um, Intern Jacob, you have any hot takes on the uh, the the live golf tournament, the Saudi Arabia one? I feel like people are making it a bigger deal than it is, especially the PGA Tour, like the the high ups. Some of their comments have been kind of over the top. It's it's almost like they're drawing more attention to it by being like, "Do not do this, right. Or you right. will." Yeah, I, I was surprised that DJ Dustin Johnson's a big name. On I'm there. not. DJ's a chill dude who's going to do whatever he For the wants. money, yeah. yeah. I, the whole thing's fascinating to me. And a lot of people are like, well, the, the live, it's not going to work. It's not going to, it'll be like the USFL. The USFL wasn't play, paying golfers $125 million. There's a lot of money involved $125 in million for Dustin Johnson. God, that's a lot of money just to play in a random home, you know. Where, where's this tournament going to be played at in Saudi England Arabia? or something? Or I don't know. But like the first, the first tournament's in London, I think. Or yeah, outside they, of England, they're go. They, they will have some in like I think Dubai and stuff like that. But yeah, they they are also going in other places. And tell me here. if you're not in the back half of your career in golf and you've been on the PGA Tour for a while, it wouldn't be like super cool to go like play golf in a bunch of different countries and make a buttload of money. Dustin Johnson, $125 million. Justin Thomas won $2.7 million for winning the PGA Championship. <laughs> That's crazy. He won $2.7 million for winning one of the toughest golf tournaments on the planet. Dustin Johnson is going to get $125 million for playing. Just to show up. Just to be there. <laughs> Go there and just shank, shank, shank. See how many people in the crowd you can hit for all you care if you're Dustin Johnson. You're getting $125 million. And he just got married to Paulina Gretzky, so it's like he won twice. Man, the f- they'd been together for a long time. I was shocked that they had never, they hadn't been hitched yet. <laughs> Thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> she is. Uh, she's not shy on her Instagram page. 
Oh yeah. Not not a bashful broad. Does that Paul Vinogradsky leave much for the imagination? Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So that that call and the PGA has said like, well, if you play in this, you may not be allowed on the PGA. That's so stupid. Well, I did hear one kind of interesting part of the dynamic that basically now, like, you know, they will be competing against PGA events. And I think one of, like, Dustin Johnson's big sponsors is sponsoring the Canadian Open yeah, this weekend. That which was is a funny. PGA event. He, he, so he is personally sponsored by RBC and. He's skipping the RBC Open to play in this. <laughs> like that's, that's not a, a good look. Yeah, that's I, why I RBC RBC's, dropped him. Yeah, yeah. What's that? That's why RBC dropped him. Did they drop yeah, him yeah, already? They officially him, dropped him. Yeah. Him and uh, I, there was one more person that's going over there to play from the PGA. They dropped him as a sponsor. Gooch as well. is going over there. There were some intriguing names. Of, uh, is Sergio going over there? Sergio's going. I think there, that yeah. might be the other one yeah. from RBC. Yeah, no? Sergio, Sergio is the other big player. But in the here's the thing: too. the PGA Tour will be fine. There's still enough big names. It's still playing courses that we're familiar with. Is this something intriguing and interesting that's going to catch some eyeballs? Absolutely. And that's another thing is even if those players aren't allowed back on the PGA Tour or whatever bogus thing the PGA may do, uh, Dustin Johnson will be fine. Like, I think financially he'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll live. I wonder how air, airing will work with this. I, I do as well. Hey, maybe we'll get some cool TV times with uh, mm, the yeah. golf being at sure. all different hours. Ooh. Uh, Aren't they also only playing three rounds for their tournaments? I read that as well. Oh, that would be. I, I don't know yeah, that. so it's like it's uh, like uh, me wanting to only play fourteen holes. <laughs> Graham McDowell was the other one that was an RBC sponsor. Yeah, you know, gotcha. Kick rocks, Graham uh, McDowell. What, I do have one more golf thing, Roush. Yeah, I was to say briefly my brief golf thing. Uh, two UK women's golfers are in the U.S. Women's Open today. Woo! Pretty cool. Go Cats, baby! Uh, and it's Jensen Can- Castle and Lady uh, Fry- Laney Fry. Excuse me. She. Laney caddied for Jensen at the U.S. Women's Open last year and qualified by winning a uh, a playoff. That's sweet. Yeah, so pretty cool. That's very exciting. We'll wish them well. Golf news more central to our radio show here in Louisville. Yeah, that's true. Valhalla has sold, it ladies has. and gentlemen. And any any the, scoop on that, Jacob? What are the folks in Oldham County saying about this? I have some scoop, but it's it's top-secret information. Well, you that's not going mean, to fly on our well, radio I mean, it's show. like a, it's like a leak. I like know how much it sold for. Oh, I, I, I have heard. I know how much it sold for. What did you hear? I heard so four people. It's Junior Bridgman, the former CEO of it's uh, uh, Yum Brands is one of them. Novak or something like that. Muscleman and somebody. Kirchdorfer, else. who Dorfer, owned, yeah, who owned Isco. He's kind of the lead. Dorfer and Musselman, when I was playing golf, had a tour, like together. Yeah, like a junior golf tour. Um, I had heard that that. Well, what did you hear? I heard that they put up fifty-one. They put up the money, and they have fifty-one percent of the stake in the new, like the Valhalla LLC or whatever. I heard it went for like twenty-four. That's in that. So we're in the same ballpark. I had heard that their stake, which owns fifty-one percent of it, had put up around like fifteen million. So and that the, that could check out that the other forty-nine percent maybe put up ten, amongst yeah. however many people are in that, and that equal around twenty-five, twenty-four million. The thing is, though, if they would have just sold the land and not the golf course, they could have easily doubled their money. 
Well, that's I, I saw that. Are you talking about the business first article? Yeah. I saw that as well. Where according to Jefferson County PVA records, the value of the land alone in Jefferson County PVA, you know, they're making they're just kind of picking stuff as they go along. Three point two five million, and the property in its entirety is assessed for six point one five million. So the land alone worth a lot of money. Got a steal. Yeah. I think the big thing though that everybody's wanting to know from this. So they still gonna have the PGAs. Here, st- yeah. they still have the one coming twenty twenty four. Right, but the bigger question is, will they keep coming back? Probably not. Which so sucks. I say no. I also say no. Which sucks. But it then sucks. again, that PGA is going to be packed. It's going to be a zoo. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. I mean, it's always been wild out there. Oh yeah. So here's what I heard. I've heard that. In golf community, you run this by your golf friends, your golf experts, Jacob. See if you've heard something similar. In golf communities nationally, people like Valhalla, but it's not when it comes to PGA championship courses, it's like oh, not, not top it's 10. It's bottom tier. I haven't heard bottom tier. For PGA but maybe you're right. championship courses? I, I haven't heard I just heard that like Media members, they like Valhalla, they like Louisville, but it's not the best setup. It's not the easiest setup. It's like the course is good, but it's, it's just not, not amazing. Big enough. There's not enough places for people to stay, and it's not accessible. Like you yeah. gotta, I remember basically doesn't have at the everything going for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't have everything going for it. It's not the worst of the worst. Like people enjoy their time there. The golfers do enjoy the course, but it's not their favorite. So now that the PGA has sold it, one could go ahead and assume that maybe the PGA won't be coming back. So here's what I've heard. The PGA is going to keep having like junior events there. That's probably not going to change. It's just they've got a good setup for it. They know the the formula that works for it. So you're going to have events there. It just you probably won't get the PGA championships. Supposedly what the PGA told this new ownership group, which they're all thick as thieves. They all like each other. They're they're friends. They I I, I you know, they're Gonna be a lot of these guys are gonna be doing a lot of golfing on some of the nicest courses all over the world because now they own one of the nicer golf courses in the country. What they told them, what the PGA told this new group supposedly is this is going 2024 will be their trial run for future majors or future big events. How they can how how well they host them. So now that you're kind of off on your own, we'll see how you all do it, how it looks, and then maybe we'll come back, maybe we won't. I heard Eric Crawford mention that the PGA is building this new, like, unbelievable course outside of Dallas. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. And that that one will get in the rotation, and a lot of people think that will replace Valhalla in that rotation. Maybe so. So it's probably not great news in terms of the grand scheme of majors in Valhalla, but there is some truth to the fact that you've got a local group now owning it. They know what the course means to the city. They know what the core, what the course, how it should look, what it can be. So at worst, at least it's going to get taken care of. Yeah. Maybe you don't get the PGA Championships. That would completely and totally suck. But the course seems to be in good hands regardless. So we're going to play the course. Supposedly, they're going to really do a blitz for members. Like they're going to make it much more e- much more accessible to become a member out there. They need to to make some money. <laughs> and they're going <laughs> to, you, know? you know, it won't be as like unheard of to play Valhalla. I caddied out there. Oh. I mm-hmm. make good money? Oh, yeah. I caddied for uh, one of the co-owners of the Pacers, actually. Oh, that's pretty cool. Did you do like a summer caddying out there? Or just, yeah. That'd be sweet. Bet I got to make, play it once, too. Bet you'd make a little bit more money. Shoot a than, 77? Yeah, shoot a 77. No, I shot 89. But I played the tips, so. 
it's fun. And this was like when I was like 16. Yeah, I like. I would love to shoot an 89. <laughs> when I played at Oakmont, all the caddies were like, you know, 60. They were older. And I was just like, what? A, that'd be such a sweet job. Like to kind of, you know, assuming that. Well, even if not, I don't know where you'd be at life. But like, <laughs> you're 60. You don't really have too much to to worry about. You just get to wake up at 6 a.m. Go walk Oak, Oakmont every day till like four. Then go you're home. done. And then these rich people just hand you like hundred dollar bills for your tips mm-hmm. just because you were walking, and like getting to watch them hat, hit terrible golf shots. It would be the life. It'd be pretty sweet. All right, Roush, do, let's talk Bahamas. Let's get tropical. Let's get tropical. We'll come back and we got to get to the text line as well. It was a jam packed Wednesday in the world of sports. Uh, we're gonna have to really kind of blitz through the text line, unfortunately. We'll get, we'll make oh, it well, go. we'll make it happen. This Home is Kentucky is Roll Call it. on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob. Back after this. Good as I once was. My, how the years have flown. But there was a time back in my prime when I could really hold my own. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. With Walker and Roush. Yeah! I read you. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and our intern, Jacob. Jacob, tell people where they can follow you on the old tweeter. At Jacob Butchel. Butchel spelled B-U-E-C-H-E-L-E. And that's where you can direct all the of good-looking guy in the profile picture. Oh, okay. Not Severe Wheeler, though. Oh, God, no. Shady Rays is changing the way you wear sunglasses in the outdoors. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Remember to use promo code BIGEXPORTSRADIO when checking out. It's going to save you 25%. That's ShadyRays.com. By the way, Keith, you're the winner of the free Shady Rays. Yeah! Woo! You did it, buddy. You did it, buddy. Congrats. You did it. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's, best place to fill up in town. We're $5 gas is here, folks. Yeah, yeah. What a joke. What a, what a joke. $5? I just don't understand 50 cents in two days. That's the part I don't get. Man. It's a lot. But, At, hey, Thornton's gave me 10 cents off, though. Thornton's As will, a refreshing rewards member. Thornton's will help. They will help. Download that app. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Thornton's trying to make gas prices a little bit easier. Let's get to the Thornton's. Te- well, what do, what do we want to get to before we get to the text line? We want to talk Bahamas real quick? Yeah, let's do it real quick. Bahamas, they're happening mid-August. All right, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Well, it doesn't have to, though. doesn't have to. 
there's other ways you can book it, but if you want to go through UK and have everything all neat packaged up for you, then it's gonna like cost you like eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't understand though why if you can get it cheaper, why what what does the package offer that the others don't? They just your tickets too. You get to do like the UK pre. The tickets are included on the UK package, but you get to do the UK pregame meal stuff. You get like extra access. You get the hotel accommodation in the UK block stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't do You're that. just a little bit more with the UK side of things, where if you do it yourself, you'll get to go to the games and you'll probably run into players and all that stuff. You just won't. Just a little bit more out of your way. You probably won't be on the bus. Yeah. And I don't think these people will be on the bus with the players or anything like that. I don't even know if there is a bus. But I just wish you're more like with the team aspect of it when you go through UK. I don't know who's the director of ops. No, I forget that guy's name, but like, should have gotten this out a month ago. It's hard to. If you want somebody to do an, uh, to go about yeah. it in an affordable way, two months to plan a ten thousand dollar vacation. Yeah, it's just a lot of folks can do it. Most cannot. Most cannot. Yeah, no. most cannot. There'll be plenty of blue down there. I'll be super pumped for it. I'm excited. Oh, it's it great. Looks like the level of competition a little easier than they normally do. And I'm okay yeah. with it. That's fine. Who cares? It would have been nicer to play some better teams, but and for me, I don't really care as far as like this is a trip I would never go to ever. Um, it's during football season, so just. Not 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 even an option. Even if it was an option, it's more fun to just have day basketball on SEC Network for me. I'd love to go to this trip. I think it would be amazing. I've been to Atlantis before. Uh, Ooh, this is the different. Baja, this is yeah, Baja Bar. Bar but this I know. is uh, oh wow. Is the Kevin Keaton? No, who is the interim guy that was the Bahama Mar champs last year? Oh, Kenny Johnson. No, Kenny Johnson was the cheating. Um, yeah, goodness gracious. Can we name Peaks? Ke- Pegase. Pegase. Yeah. Yes. Is is Pegase going to be down there still running the show? Yikes. He's the Bahamar. Maybe so. Champion. They will play the Dominican, somebody from the Dominican Republic, somebody from, I think, like Mexico, somebody from the Bahamas, I think the Bahamas national team. It was like Carl can. Carrollton Ravens? The Carlton Ravens? I don't know, but they'll if be playing Wednesday, Thursday. They'll take off Friday, and then they'll play Saturday and Sunday. Not bad. I'm, I'm glad they got it all set. If people can go to it, you're going to probably have the time of your life. If you can't go to it, then Roush is right. On Great. Thursday, on a random Wednesday and a random Thursday, we'll get some random UK basketball, and that will be cool in August. Mm-hmm. And a little extra on something for the weekend if you're looking to pass the time. So I'm down. I'm I, If anybody wants to pay for me, I'm in. I need to get my passport. It has expired. Ooh, mine is too. I've got a picture of 17-year-old Nick on there. Same. It's, yeah. Mine's expired, and I just I don't think I'm going anywhere internationally anytime soon, so I just S- haven't taken the steps to, to get yeah. a new one. Right. Yeah. I don't see myself going across the border anytime in the near future. Mm-hmm. Going to Canada? It's maple syrup? Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking across the borders, this is random. Uh, did you know Turkey is changing its name? No. Yes. They don't want to be associated with the bird. They want it to be uh, to have more Turkish flavor, national flavor to it. So they want to change the name to Turkey Yay. I did not know this. Yeah. Should a country be able to change its name? Can I get the spelling of that? T U R K I Y A, I believe. Turkey. Yeah, they, they pronounce it uh, Turkey Yay. Well, well, I mean, I, I don't, I just don't understand. Why are they so afraid of being sharing a name with a bird? T U R K 
T-U-R-K-I-Y-E. I think it's wrong with turkeys. They really are just saying it's a rebranding move. It's a rebranding move. But I think part of it too is so when they declared their independence early in 1923, um, people weren't eating turkey so much. Well, and I also <laughs> think that that's like the English kind of like they they don't they want it to be more Turkish and less English. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, good. Do whatever you want. Do what you want when you're popping. Old turkey, yay. Uh, it is how long, a little more enthusiastic, we, though. We have like turkey by Amazon, <laughs> right? Or like Bahamas brought to you oh, by like, like the pit football coach presented by a graduate exactly, of 1993. Exactly, yeah, Nike's Bahamas. Well, I think Nike doesn't want to be. You know, I think they want to remove their names from the sweatshop countries. <laughs> They want to distance themselves from they that. They can just be, you know. Bangladesh presented by Nike. More print, more transparent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just saying the loud, saying the quiet part out loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. Texture on the Thornton's text line says, Roush, get this for your weed eater. You're welcome. It was the thing that they had posted to me prior. I never ended up getting it, but I also just hate weed eating so much. But it's the worst. seems like that's a good tool and that would help. So thanks for sending it in. Texture says, Thornton's can suck it. <gasps> What? Raised gas prices 50 cents yesterday. Boycott these clowns. Find a new sponsor. I don't think that's how you get gas prices. That's not, I don't think Thornton's just like, all right, guys. Nobody Ooh. else is raising them, but we are going to do – we're going to do it. I also think that there's something about gas prices, their fluctuation, that everybody just has every kind of solution for it, but I don't think anybody actually knows why they change so frequently. And also – the 50 cents, so like my car takes 15 gallons. 50 cents and 15 gallons. Yeah, that's what? An extra seven and a half, seven and a half bucks? It's not as dramatic as people make it out to be, but in our brains, when it goes up five cents, we're just we're losing our damn minds. I don't, I don't know what it is about gas prices that gets people so triggered. Well, when you're, I mean, it, it's a huge difference when gas was $2 and then now it's $5. Right, right, but that's a uh, but, huge difference. Uh, and and right now, it's certainly we're in, in the inflation period where it's going to be significant. But in general, even when it goes up five ten cents, people lose their minds, and it's not, in theory, I mean, what, a dollar difference a lot sure. of times. But we're not talking about that time right now. Right. Uh, so five dollars versus what were we paying previously, like three seventy nine, three fifty. Yeah. During normal times, dollar fifty is steep. It's uh, yeah. Way gosh, too steep. I mean it. It's like. I feel like everybody here probably we're not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck and we're lucky and fortunate and happy that that's the case. Mm-hmm. But like we feel it at the pumps, especially, I mean, Roush, you're not in having to drive to Lexington every other day season, but you'll get there. I'm driving all around yeah. town. Justin drives from Indiana to Kentucky for his job frequently. Intern Jacob's coming in from Oldham County. We feel it. But then there are people that are living paycheck to paycheck and they have to drive, make these same type of trips that we're making. And they are that like it's just it sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks, sucks having to choose like, do I want to make sure I have enough gas money for the rest of the summer, or do I want to be able to ha- watch cable TV or like have you know a streaming service or something like that? Yeah. That's just that's a bummer. Yeah, and I was I was always going to hold off on gas complaints when they were in like the four fifty range because that's about what it was when we started driving TJ during the Great Recession. Uh, but I've never seen it. Touch five dollars. I don't think it was four fifty. I don't think. I, I think it like four seventeen, maybe. It think, was definitely north of four. I think it. I think it, it did get north of four, and we all were floored. But I think it barely got north of four, and then it got back to like high threes. Yeah. Remember, I think I filled up one time. 
I definitely have filled up at 199 before. I wonder what the lowest I got. The lowest I can ever remember in my lifetime. Like it was a Super America on 3rd Street. Um, I, I remember specifically my dad saying, I feel like I'm stealing it. And it was 79 cents a gallon. Whoa. Yeah. It was like 1996, 7, something like that, before that, a game at Metro Parks. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Filling up his Toyota Camry that took, you know, <laughs> just drive forever. That is like a sad thing. Just uh, people are going to remember the cheapest they filled it up, and it's probably never going to get anywhere close nope, to that. Never going to sniff it. A texture says, uh, where are we? Sounds like Roush's weed eater hates weeding too. You ain't telling me. And I tried fixing it yesterday, and I don't. I got it started without even pulling the trigger. Don't know how I did it. You're supposed to pull the trigger while you're starting it. I, it's going to be new weed eater time soon. Paige Baranak, Holly Saunders, and John Daly. I could learn a lot, drink with the best of them, and the view would be pretty nice as well. I asked my roommate that question last so, night, and Paige Spiranak was on his list as well. I think that's a great call. This is a little on the creepy side, though. Didn't Holly Saunders, she married, like, a weird Vegas dude. That was, if you if you look up, it's like a gambling guy. That was a very bizarre, just just do some Googling on that. It's very weird. So, if you, if in your dream golf foursome, if it in, if it included Paige Spiernak, what would you tell her for why she's in your golf dream foursome? Exactly why she's in my dream golf foursome. So Which, we could have a little eye candy. Wouldn't she wouldn't you feel wouldn't wouldn't that maybe make her not feel good? Well I mean like I you're, that's, you're, not, you're not I'm not here to really like well, you're just here to look at me. You're you're putting you're put, I mean she's a hell of a golfer too, so that would it would help motivate you, us to play better golf. You, that's not what you well, said. Well you're you're putting this hypothetical out there that we would have to tell her. I'm not gonna I don't have to tell anybody I mean, why they're in my dream golf. Well foursome. she's in a golf uh, she's with some random Hoosier dingus, Tiger Woods and John Daly. She's probably wondering why I'm in this foursome. Well, Somebody's gotta tell her. It, it doesn't matter because she's not in my foursome because Tiger, Charles Barkley, and Blake Shelton already took up all the spots. We'll say that. Blake Sheldon the eye candy? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That six foot five frame. I do think she's well aware, though. Like, she's using her looks to. Yeah, she knows she's hot. To have a career. I don't think so. I've just Googled her. It seems like she just is all about golf. Uh, Another text says Jessica Timpson and Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, that got mentioned. That was a good one. Ooh, I. Another texture's right. I think Roush is thinking of Anya Taylor Joy when he thinks Netflix chess girl, not Anna de Armas. Dingus. He called you a dingus. Yep. Uh, dingus right here. Texture says Tara Reed Van Wilder, not even close. The podcast listeners getting into their thirst. That is, uh, I didn't realize that that movie was made after Burt Kreischer's life, though. Did not know that. Don't really know what the. Uh, Burt Kreischer, he's a comedian. He's pretty funny. He tells his machine story. It's good. Look it up. Hey, heard you fart knockers talking about Destin yesterday. I'm in Destin all week for vacay. Anyways, Ooh. TJ, you strike me as the type of guy who claims he could dunk a tennis ball but couldn't dunk a basketball because his hands were too small. <laughs> Lo- love you. L- love the show. Oh, Been listening all week oh, on the beach. That well, is oddly listening. specific, but also that is 100% true. Oh, my God. I mean, I can. Uh, yeah, the, the, I mean. It is true. <laughs> and the issue is I don't have small hands. My hands are plenty big, okay? I've got plenty. I'm not. I'm not like Uncle Jack. But I've got getting, plenty big hands. It's getting the ball over the rim that high. I don't have enough hops. Yeah, yeah it's the. It's a combination of both. If my, my hands were bigger, then maybe I could have. My best friend growing up, his hands were too small, and he couldn't jump high enough, so he would do the bank dunk, where he would like throw it up and pull the rim down and go in. Mm, yeah. Oh, funny stuff. But tennis balls, I was your guy. Trevor totally looks like the dude who shot Reagan, my lord. Yeah, he's he got guys back out on the streets. Yeah. It's always good. <laughs> Which I mean. 
part of me is like, well, he did his time, right? I mean, it's been 40-some-odd years, 41 years. Yeah, but you try to kill a president. <laughs> and also, didn't the guy, I think Rutherford was talking about this, didn't the guy say he did it because he wanted to impress some, like, 12-year-old Jody Foster. actress? Yeah, yeah, he wanted to impress Jodie Foster. And he was, like, 41 years old? Yeah, very I mean, weird. that's that's don't let that guy out for that reason either. Yeah, yeah. That, that's weird. So, like, your natural in, your hey, I want to impress a 12-year-old. Let me go shoot the president. And now we're just like, hey, enough time has passed. You're good. <laughs> It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Texter says, what are your thoughts on UVL's football recruiting success as of late? Trevor probably thinks they'll be playing in the playoffs in the next three years. Ooh, uh, that was another fun thing I kind of wanted to bring up because uh, when Adam Luckett was doing some research, the problem is with all these, like, I don't know why, yes, Pierce Clarkson is why they're recruiting well, but it's more about Pierce Clarkson's dad. Not only did you get the talented quarterback early on in the process, you got a guy who on his Wikipedia page Calls himself a self-styled recruiting middleman. This dude has camps that people pay thousands of dollars to try to make them become quarterbacks. There's been books written about him. Morley Safer did a 60 Minutes piece on him questioning why we're paying this much for kids as young as 10 to be trying to become college quarterbacks. And he's doing all of his camps as a partnership through Adidas. It's, it's clear as spring water how this is all happening, yet nobody over there is talking about it. Or at least mentioning that. They get the, they say Pierce Clarkson, but they don't mention his dad. That's the part that, like, okay, this isn't Scott's and it's Todd's doing. This is Adidas finally getting, you know, a little, finally getting some return on their investment in the three-stripe life in Cardinal Stadium. The whole stuff with UofL recruiting is fascinating. One, they UofL fans should be excited. Why wouldn't you be? I and I think most of the smart ones know that, like, okay, well, you're probably going to need to have a solid season this season we'll, we'll, right, or right. else some, some of the stuff may not happen. I find the whole stuff fascinating. Mm-hmm. Scott, did you hear some of his answers? He did, like, some media car wash. He sat down with yeah. Tom Lane at WDRB. He uh-huh. was asked about Brom. <laughs> Which I thought was – he gave it a long all-shucks answer. And this is, this is going to sound like sour grapes. UK is going to finish with a better class than UofL. I'm not worried. They're going to beat them by 30 again this season coming up. No, no, no major concerns about where things stand with UK or UofL. There is just – you cannot listen to Satterfield talk and make sense of this recruiting start. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't He doesn't instill any Holy confidence smokes. that he has any falls, responsibility like, for he it. He just comes off so boring. Also, Not somebody that you'd want to play for. And you can make a case that, like, Stoops and his interviews aren't, isn't. But, like, we've seen the Stoops behind the scenes. And UK has done a good job of releasing those pregame hype videos or postgame videos. We know why, when Stoops is fired up, why anybody would want to go run through a brick wall for him. Mm-hmm. Satterfield, holy smokes. Oh, there's a gif the- that a buddy of mine uses of him. It's, I, I'm just going to, I don't know how to describe it. It's him celebrating a win. And it is the goofiest. Is it most- dancing? It's it's this one where like I don't know if he's yeah he's like dancing yeah. with he's got, his he's big got his face shield on face during shield COVID. on yeah, he's dancing that's their like hey let's get hyped but it's uh, yeah sure I, here's what I here's a theory that I've got because U of L is not going to be in a, a great football team this year they've got a good quarterback people forget they lost their top two wide receivers mm-hmm. um, they brought in some nice pieces but I think ultimately it's going to be a lot of similarities to what they were last season, which was a pretty average football team. I think their schedule is going to get a little bit tougher this year, and they're going to probably be 6-6, six and six, somewhere in that ballpark, give or yep. take a win in either direction. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a little part of me 
that Satterfield is showing his next job, hey, look what I can do. Given the resources, given a little bit of leash, I can recruit. And I wouldn't be shocked if you get to some extent of Satterfield's not coaching these recruits. Just ain't going to happen. Not in, like in three years, Satterfield's not going to be roaming the U of L sidelines. Right. U of L, you got to remember, U of L fans wanted him gone in December. He wanted gone the previous December. It's not a match made in heaven right here. Nope. But they're able to kind of smooth some waters right now by getting some good recruits. It's going to give him a little bit of a longer leash this summer, not have people breathing down his neck. But U of L fans want nine wins. They want eight wins. And most importantly, they want things to be competitive with Kentucky. They want to beat Kentucky, but they'll settle for competitive. Well, does Scott want to? We don't know. Those things aren't going to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry, the guy that was whining about L's down ain't going to come into Kroger Field the next time and beat UK. Just not. They're not going to do that. So I do think you're going to get a scenario where you're going to get a bunch of commits, some of which may break off beforehand. But so they're going to be sitting there, yeah. and they're going to have maybe a new coach coming in, maybe Brom. Which, if I was a L fan, like, can Brom keep these kids? That would be most exciting. You can keep some of them, but the big thing would but be Clarkson and A&M. That's... Satterfield going somewhere else saying, like, why don't you all come with me to my new place? whole thing's going to be fascinating. Just Especially wait. it's going to have to be an Adidas school. Could I didn't be, realize, yeah. too, California is, is a nil state, so they can already start getting paid. And that's a big reason why. And also, yeah. what happens if Texas A&M starts to feel a little bit of pressure. You know, they don't have the season that they thought. And Well, but part, and that's a kid that they're having visit, this Reuben Owens, top running back in the country. Uh, it's U of L or A&M. Yeah. Pretty clear. Like, I mean, guys, this, uh, hey, all of their big guys is Louisville or A&M. They're two biggest fine. investments good, into Adidas programs. Good for U of L, good for A&M. If the NCAA ever does anything, maybe they'll have some, They'll have to pay the piper well, on that stuff. I hope that they don't. I, I, fine by me that they're going to do it. But at the end of the day, U of L is going to have to win games to keep so, these guys. Yeah. Who are you picking? Are you going to play for Jimbo or Scott Satterfield? Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's not, they beat Alabama last year. And they right just now, got the number one recruiting class. And right Why now, would you pick Louisville over an A&M? And Have again, you seen Kyle Field? That place is not empty. You cannot see empty Adidas logos everywhere. I, I just, they're not, they're, it's apples and oranges. I also think right now UofL's bidding against nobody for these guys. So these guys are like, sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait till October, till other Camp people come season, in and they say, how much yeah. were they giving you? Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll 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 fix that. Things get real. It'll be interesting. Uh, but if U of L doesn't win games, the the walls will come come crumbling down. Right. right. Texter says, "What are you are uh, tough for all the Tom fans out there? Rogers remains the goat. Oh man, it is going to be t- real real tough day for Ramsey. <laughs> oh, Tom Brady, not Tom Drew. What is the last day you can land a player in the transfer portal for football? Do you see UK football going after anyone else? Um. September 1st. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really a cutoff. They can get a waiver, too, even if they go. (laughs) But that's before the season. It was players entering their name into the portal. That was the deadline, May 1st. So now it's just you can can take whoever's in there. And they'll be ready to play right away. Texter says on the Thornton's text line, Intern Jacob might be 10-year younger spirit animal. Megan Fox and Transformers and Margot Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street, those are all the two that top the list as emergency backups behind my wife, and she's totally supportive of it because she knows the talent when she sees it. (laughs) (laughs) TMI. Oh, I think that was from our buddy Shay. Oh, was it? Uh, It sounds like it because he he made a similar comment on the the KRC Facebook page, which you should join if you haven't already. You should, and then also the KRC community on Twitter. I retweeted it the other day. Did anyone remind intern Jacob that he works at the golf course? Oh, yeah. Did you get to work today? Yeah, did you work? Oh, rain. I work later. Okay. You ever eat hot dogs at the golf course? Oh, man. No. Not a big hot dog guy. 
what, what else chicken tenders embarrassing what do you what else do you, I mean, everybody you, loves chicken tenders but you got to take down a nice old grease dog in yeah. the, between the turn a little, little guzzy mm-hmm. Glizzard action I, I don't think i've ever ate like while i've played around <laughs> what are you doing do you not drink beer either oh, shoot God. i haven't played since i've been 21 and you're gonna go out there and beat aaron Rodgers? yeah no way. oh yeah how old are you 21 when'd you turn 21 october you haven't played since October? No, I've been dealing with my wrist. My wrist is broken right now. So how are you going to be our scratch golfer on a scramble team in turn, Jacob? When's the scramble? Probably What's like in a month. <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. Gonna oh be tough. Goodness. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Just God, it's like a roller coaster with this kid. One yeah. minute we're excited, next minute it's he thinks Wheeler's not a good point guard. He's over here, uh, recurring injury. It's like Yao Ming's foot. He's just going to be broken wrist forever. This is never going to play golf I go golf to the again. doctor on Wednesday. Well, tell the doctor to prescribe you some bone healing juice. Yeah, exact bone healing juice. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask for that. When's the Big X Jamboree? Never figured it out. We'll figure that out soon. DJ's idea of building a new dorm is brilliant. When what recruit wouldn't love the idea of having their own spot? The flip side is having easy access to the gym, which is a big deal for a basketball group. Yeah, well, you're gonna have to get a gym somewhere around there. Pretty close. But I don't think that you just need to be thinking, well, we need a new nice dorm. Ooh, we'll put it right here. Put, it, it'll put, be the, great. put the court on top of the building. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Have a pool and a court up there. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to go play so, basketball so. for eight months there? Shot a light down in the can or pour in a small amount in a cup. The ones with oil in them will be darker to get rid of it. Don't tell the EPA. Pour it somewhere you don't want weeds or grass to grow for the next two years. Great all-time oh, weed killer. Oh, I actually have. What? Is that so? I have a, My okay. neighbor has this really he, – he just doesn't take care of his yard at all. Has some kids cut it. And there's these vines that – I just know mosquitoes that are just living it. But he has them growing all around – this 19 World War II era Jeep that he just leaves uncovered. It's like you have a relic, the, one of the first Jeeps ever, and you're just letting it, ra- yeah. all the elements get all over it. Yeah, this dude stinks. Roush, treat yourself this season to an electric weed eater. I replace an 18-year-old gas one with electric, and it's so much easier. I might I might do that. Um, and there's also a program that um, I saw in the city of Louisville where they'll give you uh, like a rebate sort of deal if you switch from gas to electric. You buy electric kind of lawn equipment. I've had some electric lawn equipment. Mixed results. Some good, some... Well, and especially... I a, I've got an electric leaf blower, and it's just like, I could blow harder in this bad boy. Well, but if you only use it for grass clippings, you're not actually going to blow leaves with it. You that's, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But even sometimes like wet grass, it's like, I just wish I had some Mac Daddy thing that's going to blow my mm-hmm. face, the yeah. eyebrows off my face. And shake my entire body mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. days to come after I'm done using it. Bahamas trip officially announced. I've been eagerly awaiting so I could ask off work. Guess I'll pass now unless I can do it cheaper than the fan package. $7,800 for two people, not including airfare and not all-inclusive. That's a kicker, too. That's wild. I get inflation, but we went to Atlantis for the Fox team game against Arizona State and spent half that, including airfare. Well, you, you will be able to do it cheaper, buddy. Um, you the not all inclusive part is a is a real killer too. I forgot that that the Baham- Bahamian resorts aren't all inclusive. Yeah, it's tough. Sometimes I'm for all inclusive. Sometimes I'm not. Ooh, but on a trip them. like this, I'd be all for it. Just love not have to worry. I mean, you're not leaving really the resort anyway, so it's nice just being able to go up to a place and right, not have to worry about mm-hmm. paying anything. Bring the scramble on. I've got a scratch player of my own to add to my team. I'll be sure to bring some party favors to pass out before we start. Seemed to work last year. That was from Keith. Keith, congrats on the sunglasses. 
Oh, we've got uh, we had the official release from UK. Monterey Tech is the name of the team from Mexico, mm. and they, Carlton is from Canada. This is their big season. They've been really gearing up. Monterey Building up for Tech. it. Mm-hmm. Texter says ultra runners need to settle down. Just chill. Going to the lake every weekend is the one thing I love about summer. Other than that, summer can kick rocks. Yeah, I mean, being able to swim is nice, but you got to remember why we're swimming. It's so hot because, like, you to, literally we yeah. just need to cool our bodies off. Summer in college towns are amazing. I would almost give anything to have a small, worthless job Jesus and no responsibility. Christ. See, yeah. that's ah, that was great. Man, to turn back the clock. Yeah, Jacob, you need to do a victory lap just so you can get that summer next year. Summer. Just take an extra semester just so you can do nothing and hang out at UK. Although, one thing we need to admit is that Jacob Summer, I mean, he's interning at a radio station where we and make fart jokes, a golf and he's course. walking out a golf course, yeah, a nice like, golf course close to his house. You got it made as as is, buddy. You got it pretty good right now. Let's Billy Madison squeeze his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch just needs to ride off into the sunset. Man is, the man has done a great job, or the man has done great things now. Go be a big shot at FCA or some church thing. <laughs> As someone who gets eaten alive by mosquitoes, summer can suck it. That's yeah, another thing that sucks about is, summer. Bugs she just everywhere. Can't they? They love her. Is she one of the people that like at school? I remember just you'd get back from summer school in August or September, and there'd just be like a couple kids in class that you did you live outside all summer? Like just bug bites everywhere, yeah. and they were like, "No, if I just if one lands on me, I'm gonna get like a mark." We have. Um... The, you started using the citronella bands, those, mm-hmm. the, and I think those are doing a decent nice. job. Absolutely. But the other night, she was like, was there a mosquito in our bed? Because I've got bites all over my feet. Man. Could to be bed bugs. Scooter's right on. If Say, however, the worst three-month stretch of the year for weather only is December, January, and February. TJ, if it's too hot for you in the summer, travel somewhere like I do. I'll be in Alaska the next two weeks. It'll be a perfect 70 degrees there. That's from Keith. Yeah, perfect compromise for yeah, you, TJ. Yeah, but like you're acting like weeks. we're just only exclusively talking about the weather. We're not exclusively talking about we're the talking weather. We're talking about things and that, that are being going said, on. And I'm still taking December, January, and February's weather over June, July, and August. Yep. Shocker. I like colder weather. Louisville Athletics News Conference Friday morning, 8.30 per Eric Crawford. It's about Josh Hurd, yeah, their new athletic official. director. Any idea if the scramble will be on a weekday or weekend? We're looking for a weekday, ideally, but yeah. maybe like a Friday, so yeah, it kind of feels hopefully. like a weekend. Right. John here. Good morning, buddies. Okay, before the first game, who do you have, Celtics or Warriors for the series? Warriors. I have the Warriors in six. Same. Yeah, I emptied my – I dumped my DraftKings account on the Warriors at minus 150 to win it all. And my gosh, I might need to check the money in the banana stand to see if I have enough to watch the Cats live in action in August in the Bahamas. That excitement will be here sooner than we think. I'm excited. Let's go. I remember Bovada had some like bet controversy the last time UK was playing a Bahamas game. Forget the exact. Oh, I remember that too. Like they like just stopped the game. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Stopped it early. I think they they gave everybody's money back. They didn't cash bets one way or another. Right. Right. Uh, Texter says, Paulina, ha- I agree with you on six, the Warriors in six. Paulina has a tattoo of her father's name directly above a spot Justin would be looking at at certain v- events, and I imagine that's very weird. I did not know that. I'll have to look that up. But that, that is, is incredibly bizarre. weird. Yeah. Did I just hear Jacob, the sleepy 15-year-old, say he caddied when he was 16? Did he travel back from the future? What? <laughs> he's 21, and he's got a broken wrist. Marty McFly. Turkey's president saw Ennis change his name and said, I'll do you even one better. <laughs> yeah, the turkey president, not a huge fan of yep. Ennis Freedom Cantor. Yep. Two years ago, gas was $1.75, and now it's five people that wasn't living paycheck, 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 to, paycheck. to paycheck are now. 
Was it really a dollar seventy five? I remember it was pretty cheap too. I years remember ago. it being two twelve at one point. Nice. Indiana Tim here. Mr. Roush have money to burn for gas in the tank. Jeez. Gets even weirder. The Hinckley family was close friends with George Herbert Walker Bush. Really? Who's the Hinckley family? That oh. was the guy, the shooter. Really? Huh. Bizarro world. It is. You wonder what, what the connection is with all that. Okay, any last words? Long overdue. Last words. That's it. Last words. Uh, I've, yeah, we've, we've made our predictions for tonight. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m., Friday. See what other shenanigans we'll get into. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and intern Jake. It's wide and his nose. The gold in the buckle, he'll win the next go around. It's boots and shafts, it's cowboy hats, it's spurs and let it go. It's ropes and the reins and the joy and the pain, and they call the thing a rodeo.